here we are, here you are, glad you're here, and we are talking about how to nurture that far, that fire. In uh, the last few weeks, we've been really focused around stoking that fire, what it means to grow, to get to that world-class wisdom, to be so hungry, to customize that wisdom when you get it. Uh, now, today what we want to do is go into what a lot of people get sidelined by uh, with their emotional energy to keep going, to stay the course, to grow like crazy. And I'm going to hit it at a surface level because the following few episodes, I'm going to go a little bit deeper into it. But here's what I'm talking about. It's how we process and deal with anger. Now, let me just hit the pause button real quick because you got to be aware that the tone of what we're about to dive into is not about making you feel bad. It's about being helpful. Uh, I remember when I was 23 or 4, I can't remember exactly, uh, and I became aware uh, through just circumstances and struggles, whoa, I got an anger problem. I actually got together with some people. Uh, I remember we would hang out on the back deck of my house and I wanted to talk about anger because I wanted to get insight and understanding. Now, let me just be real clear here. One of the things that I like about you uh, this is definitely who Sight Shift is for, is that you really do believe you can get to the edge of your abilities, that you can lead, that you can create, that you can make awesome, and that you can do it in a way that doesn't compromise who you are. Um, Sight Shift is for people that want to grow like crazy but want to be thoughtful in doing it. They want to become a better human. Now, here's the idea. If you're going to nurture your fire and the fire of your community, then you've got to learn how to harness your anger. And there's tons of horrible examples how to do this on reality television. And if you follow their examples or cable news or politicians, they will jack up your flow. Um, Likewise, there's a lot of people that don't understand how to harness the emotional energy of anger. You know, this is going to go back to... uh, this is 2016, it's the first podcast of 2016, when I talked about the stages of a vision. I think it was the first one. And all vision, growth, change starts with getting bothered. So there's some anger there. There's a gap. The pain teaches you the difference between what is and what could be. But uh, we need to deconstruct some myths about anger. So we're going to deconstruct some myths, and then I'm going to walk you through Uh, what sets you up for anger that will mess up the expression of your mission, that will keep you from making awesome, that will keep you from enjoying uh, life with the people that you're building a community with. So let's go into the myths first. You're wrong because you're angry. You're wrong because you're angry. In other words, people say all anger is bad. So that's the first myth I just want to deconstruct. And here's a question for you. What about anger at injustice? Right? We can start there. What about getting angry about things that should not be happening in the world? Uh, Whether it's true and legitimate first world issues that need to change. The march of civil rights continues to progress and move forward if you look at the scope of human history, but we still got a long way to go. Or whether you look at just clear devastation from violence and the degradation of nations. Now, some people are going to go, well, yeah, that's something to be angry about. But you can also get 
angry about protecting yourself with proper boundaries or protecting those you love or being able to carve out the time and the energy that helps renew you or aligning your role at work with the core responsibilities uh, that truly light you up, that you're like, yes, I get to do this. Um, What a lot of people don't understand is a starting point for change that's healthy is anger. So you're not just wrong because you're angry. All anger isn't bad. I want to harness the places there's a good anger, and I'm going to help you understand that more. Uh, Next myth we need to deconstruct is that all anger is active, okay? Anger is just as destructive when it's passive. Uh, When you continue to stuff it and bury it, I always think about Serenity Now from Seinfeld, if you remember that episode, Serenity Now, Serenity Now, and uh, the closing of that episode with George's dad was hilarious. Um... No, all anger isn't active. And I can show you this uh, just if you think about, you know, the way way that a lot of people will peak out in their life uh, at some point. You know, they get the house, the two cars, uh, the kids have their activities, and they seem to kind of income struggle the rest of their lives, feel a little bit of frantic exhaustion from the calendar. Why? Well, because they had a certain challenge that they wanted to meet. They rose to meet that challenge. And rather than keep growing, you know, they settle into this life of quiet desperation, but there's a passive anger that's at work there. Um, Next myth, the fix to passive or active anger is just to control your temper. Well, the reason that that's a BS myth is because anger is just fruit. Uh, Underneath anger that that isn't anger at an injustice or something that needs to change is fear. Uh, so that's something I've talked about way back. You know, we're 107 or 8 episodes into this podcast. Go back to the first 12. We'll talk about what it means to be aware emotionally and get underneath it. But, you know, I could be angry in an exchange with my wife because I, f- I think it's about the fight we're having, but it's because I'm insecure about something else. Um, the, the thing that happened in the meeting where uh, the boss uh, lost her temper, right, and went sideways with somebody, well, you know, there's something that she's afraid of. And so if you're leading others, you need to be able to quickly process and understand your anger and the anger of others. Uh, If you can learn to quickly process and understand it, then you can not be hijacked by it, but use it to fuel you. Now, again, I'm going to go a lot deeper into how we use emotional states to fuel us uh, in the next few episodes, but I want to help you understand what leads to anger, okay? And if your actions are communicating uh, one of four lies that will lead to um you know, an unhealthy anger, if your actions are communicating one of these four lies, you'll squander your leadership potential, okay? So I want you to understand these lies deeply because I don't want you to squander your momentum, your energy, your leadership potential, the relationships that are developing. People do this all the time. They, ha- they hijack their lives. They self-sabotage uh, maybe from one crisis to another, or they just don't have a deep emotional resilience, a grit. They hit a threshold and they start to crumble under that pressure. So here are four lies that lead to anger. Number one, I can control the behavior of others. If you believe that lie, you will be angry. I can control the behavior of others. No, you can't. I was just asked in a coaching meeting yesterday, somebody was like, okay, 
it was a group coaching thing and I was talking about this idea that, you know, management exists where desire is missing. We're unpacking it. And this guy's like, well, how do I help someone else see that? And I said, well, you're ready for the most positive thing I'm going to say today. You can't unless they're desperate, unless they say to you, I'll do whatever you're doing or whatever you did. Tell me. Uh, now, you can try to flirt a little bit, and, and I mean flirt this way, let me be clear. Throw a story out there. Share a powerful result you've had. See if they ask or they want more. But listen, at the end of the day, you can't control people, and you're not responsible for their behavior. See, leaders will get angry when people don't behave, in quotations, like they want. What they have revealed is that they believe they can control behavior, and that's ridiculous. Rather than stressing over someone's performance... Here's the shift. Turn your energy to investigate. Hey, is something going on in their life? Right? Is there a broken system that is conditioning this behavior? So if I'm a leader and I'm going to get aggravated at somebody's behavior, I'm going to pause for a minute and start to run through these questions. Maybe they don't fit on the team anymore, right? Maybe the team has changed. The dynamic is different. Maybe they helped us grow to this level. This is hard when it's with friends. Maybe a friend helped me grow this to this level, but they're not who needs to help it go to the next level. Listen, nobody in your world wishes you would be less understanding with them or less patient with them. And all people that are growing are going through constant change and transition. So study yourself and study them. Leadership that bullies or powers up may get results in the short term, but it disempowers and deforms, and thus it will block up the long-term win. The long-term win is a team of highly motivated people firing on all cylinders. Now, a note here about passive anger. Withdrawing yourself from others or treating them differently to communicate your displeasure with them is passive anger. That's manipulation. And healthy leaders don't manipulate. They communicate. Um, Now, this doesn't apply to abusive situations. If it's a relationship where you're being abused, leave immediately. If it's a work environment, like I've said before on the podcast, get out or become like them. And it doesn't mean you just have to walk away right now, but get a plan. So number one lie that will lead to anger, I can control the behavior of others. Number two lie, if you're going to nurture the fire and understand your anger, watch out for this lie. Number two, I have to punish them for the wrong done to me. I don't need to speak a lot of words on this one, do I? (laughs) You can waste not only your leadership potential, but your life on this one. Let me interpret fighting in politics, fighting in layered corporate structures, fighting on reality TV. Here it is. Won't you give me the dignity I don't believe I already have? Won't you give me the respect I don't have for myself? Won't you give me the love that I can't just give myself? See, what happens when somebody hasn't given us what we want, we think that we can get angry enough to take it from them, to punish them. And there is a wasted life. For sure, there's a wasted meeting. (laughs) There is sideways energy that is taking up the ram in your brain, and you are defeating yourself. So if you want a solution... Let's move on to the third lie. I get what I need emotionally from tearing down others. I get what I need emotionally from tearing down others. Now, we all know a leader who is insecure. If you're in a large organization or if you're in a small one but you've worked for a number of years, you have come across somebody or family even that they think they can get what they need from others by tearing them down. 
Look, at the root of all conflict is insecurity. If I don't have what I need, then I'm going to take it from you. And when you tear down others, you reveal your insecurity. You can only give to others what you already have. I mean, I am giving you some x-ray vision into what's happening in leadership when people get angry. And when you see somebody tearing down somebody else, they're revealing their insecurity. And they're showing that they've reached the end of their leadership capacity and potential and development. Now, they can grow and they can go farther if they want to wake up to this reality that they've got to learn they can't tear down others to try to build themselves up. So what do you do? You learn to build yourself up. Then you'll be able to build others up with more precision than just flattery. So I'm not talking about just hyping yourself up like... Oh my gosh, that Saturday Night Live, you're good enough, you're smart enough. Uh, Deep thoughts with Jack Andy. Uh, Dating myself with that one a little bit. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about learning to really know what your strengths are. Learning to really know what the uniqueness of who you are is really all about. And walking into spaces and feeling confident how to move the battle to your strengths. And the more that you can do that and the more that you can build yourself up with precision, not just empty flattery, the more you'll do it from others, for others. And you won't just get what you need from tearing them down. Now, listen, this doesn't mean that you don't have to have hard conversations with people. Man, we've talked about that a number of times. I mean, the idea is if you're secure in who you are, you can address people's performance with a clarity that oftentimes they can't even get to on their own. You can say to them, hey, I am glad you're on the team, but when you do this thing, this behavior, it hurts the team. So let me coach you or teach you a skill how to not keep repeating that, right? Um, Or, hey, if you're not glad they're on the team, be honest about that. With yourself internally, then have a private meeting with them. It's time for them to leave the team. But you're not going to get what you need by just tearing them down. Fourth lie that leads to the anger that will wreck your leadership. Pain, problems, and humiliations make you exposed. Pain, problem, and humiliations make you exposed. See, here's what happens. When somebody is uh, really having a struggle with their anger, there's pain they're facing, there's problems they're facing, there's humiliations they feel, even if those humiliations are false, and they feel vulnerable from them. And because they feel vulnerable, they feel exposed, and they're like, nobody can know this about me. Yeah, pain, problem, and humiliations, they do make us feel afraid. They make us feel vulnerable. So we lash out from a stressed-out state because fear leads to anger. So how can you keep moving forward and putting yourself out there without being hijacked by fear? Hey, reframe the pain and problems that you're going through with this powerful idea. Nothing can steal your dignity or worth. This is just an opportunity for me to grow. That's not hype. That's not BS. That's a resilient mindset. There are days when I maybe step into uh, the run or the sauna and I'm like, well, Today is the day it all comes crashing down. Uh, And I go through my sweat, meditate, create routine, and I emerge, and I'm like, okay, let's take on today's challenge. This will grow me. So if you're facing pain or problems or humiliations, it's normal that they make you feel vulnerable, but reframe it in your mind. This pain, this problem, this humiliation can't steal my dignity or worth. This is an opportunity for growth. Maybe we could say it this way. It's time to go Nelson Mandela on your circumstances. Look, 
Anger is a tool of power, and you can use it poorly to power up, or you can use it well to protect yourself and others, to figure out what's happening in your internal world. So how do you use anger well to protect yourself and others? You figure out what's really bothering you. You take a step to do something about it, not a reactive step, a proactive step, any step. And then you keep spending a lifetime discovering what it means for you to know that pain, problems, and humiliations don't define you. And when the step leads to a bigger vision with clarity, you're going to have a passion, a sense of a a mantra almost, where you grab a hold of your power. Your power will originate out of what bothers or angers you, but it's not in a way that you're falling for the trap of dysfunctional anger. It's the healthy anger. As ambitious leaders and entrepreneurs, you can use your anger brilliantly and sparingly to stoke your fire and your organization's vision. So mine for the power, harness the power by not falling into the trap of these lies. Hey, listen, thanks so much for being here today. Uh, look forward to breaking this down as we go, as we go forward with the podcast. And um, just really, really glad you're here. Thanks so much. Peace.